we're doing it. We're really doing it. That's one of my, another one of the uh, the the comedian I was telling you about, Mark Norman. That's what he he says all the time. He's like, "We're really doing it, folks." Whenever he like goes out to do a set, is he that super uh, deadpan guy? That like yeah. curly hair? Is he Jewish? Yes, I think so. I think I know who you're talking about, but I don't know for sure. I like there's I, a guy that I, that comes up on like YouTube Shorts for me all the time, and I think his yep. name is Mark Norman. That's where I started to see him a bunch, and he. Um, apparently Jerry Seinfeld was talking him up as like one of the hottest new like comedians right now. That makes um, sense. That I feel like that makes sense coming from the old Jerry. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I just love his attitude cause he's, he does not really take, I mean, it's fitting. He doesn't take what he does too seriously, Yeah, which is nice as a comedian. He does a lot of improv at his shows and he's just like crazy talented. And I think he's really funny, but at the same time, he's just like, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, exactly. We're doing, we're doing comedy. We're gonna try to have a fun night, and you know, and uh, he's out there hustling. And sometimes he gets bad people in the crowd, and he's just like super good at handling it all. I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like that's kind of where I want to be. Where like, when when you finally start to gain like real like popularity and start to blow up, which is kind of where he's at at this point. Like yeah. he's really blown up, and uh, he just knows how to handle like. He's content doing small venues. He knows how to handle bad people in the crowd. He knows how to have a great night when nothing goes wrong, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's just like he can go on tour and actually handle it, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You have the skills to back it up. No, he's sick. Yeah. I like him. But, I like him yeah, a lot. I, I envy that sort of thing. If we're talking about uh, the same person, I like him. If we're not talking about the same yeah. person, I have no idea you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's just assume we are. Let's just pretend. Let's pretend. Yeah, I, I think we are for sure. How many <laughs> how many Mark Normans could there be? How many comedians named Mark with short curly hair could there be? There there's only so many people. Mm-hmm. Unless I just yeah, I could have just gotten the name wrong too. That's also a possibility. <laughs> oh, did you watch uh that middle edition shorts? Yet? Dude, I didn't get to because no! I had a, I had a I I know I was thinking about it uh <laughs> today in fact. I was thinking about it today. I was like I still need to watch that because um, so good. Right after we hung out on Tuesday. Yeah. Um yeah, Tuesday. Um I got called for a a gig that was yesterday. Gotcha. And so it was like super last minute and they're like, "Hey, can you do this?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm down." It was like a special event and so I had to learn like seven or eight songs. Was it just, for so, the cover band you're with? No, this was for uh, this was for Wooddale. So gotcha. it was just like a church event. And so I was like, yeah, absolutely. And so I, I went home and uh, worked on that. And then I still had to like prep like the Ableton session for this weekend. And so I was just like, Ugh, so do you so do much stuff. sound for them? No, I I play guitar for them. Guitar or bass, depending on what they need. So are you, why are you uh, creating an Ableton session? Are you band directing? Yeah, so. Gotcha, um, okay. Yeah, whenever whenever I'm able to, like whenever they need an MD, because there's there's MDs there already, but um, is, whenever is, I can, is I love. music director? Is that what that stands for? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I forget about that sometimes too, because I talk about it to like my non-music friends. Huh. And and they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Because well, they, they think MD, they think MD like medical. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm like, yeah, I'm MDing this weekend, so you gotta get like, and they're like, what are you talking and like, about? When did you have the time to? Yeah. <laughs> when did this happen? Yeah. Is it yeah, is so. it doctor now or? <laughs> so, yeah. So I I basically just build the Ableton session and um, pull the tracks from multitracks.com, and then we and then we run whatever elements we need. Some a lot of times it's just like strings that are in the song, sure, and like the arrangement that it's yeah. like okay, well we don't have strings, so yeah, I'm gonna put strings in there or like random like if there's vocal chops or if there's like ambient effects things like that sure, that are nice yeah. to to send out. So yeah, and it's it's great too because it makes my job as like it's a little bit more work up front, but then when you show up, especially with no separate day rehearsal, which is what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. It makes my job as a music director a lot easier because I can I can program in all of my cues beforehand. So nice. that way there's no guesswork. Do you have like, do you have Goose's uh uh cues? His cue I pack? did. Uh, I do and I I used them for a long time. <laughs> and then and then one day he was like I was like, "Yeah, I kind of wish I had like this." And he was like, "Oh, you should just make your own." And I was like, you're right. I should. <laughs> and so I, I made my own sample pack. Um, oh, that's gotta I, be, that's gonna be trippy for the people that you're uh, mu- music directed. Cause it's like, this is Derek. Yeah. But you're just sitting so, there mouth closed. They're like, what's going on? And they're like, how does this work? Yeah. So generally all I ever have to call out is like chords. If we're, if we're at like the end of a song or in a down section where somebody's up on stage talking Yeah, and we're just like, doing some underscore, just like a bed of sound underneath that, mm-hmm. then the click's rolling in our ears and I'll just call out chords. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I never have to use the mic, which is the, so yeah. nice as yeah. an MD. For sure, um, You just focus on playing and whatever. Right. And and the thing too about like building your own sample pack is like you can build the stuff that you need that probably isn't in one that you would buy. Yeah, for your like specific um, use case. Sure. Right, right. And so... Um, I, you could theoretically just like record your own every week, but it's it saves a lot of work in the long run if you just record the com the most common things that you would say, yeah, um, and then like sections of a song, and then just like put those into a drum rack in in Ableton, and then just do it that way. It's it's so nice because then I can do it on the fly too. I don't need like a microphone or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I can just I can just if I have to change cues, I could just do it. Mm-hmm. So. No, that's su- that's a like a super cool idea. Remember when Goose first showed me that? I'm like, oh yeah, like that's I was like, like this is genius. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, yeah. I mean, like I've never had to do anything with that at all, but it's yeah, it makes sense, dude. Speaking yeah. of uh, go, bringing it back a little bit. Speaking of doctors, yeah. Uh, this is a little bit of an embarrassing story from <laughs> it was like my freshman year of college. Okay, and uh, and I go in. So we had this. We had like a small. We were the first class of engineers to go through in my college and okay. uh and so it's like we we're gonna be the first graduating class for mechanical engineering so we have a new head of department oh there's a couple good stories from this from freshman year but the first one's an embarrassing one from me so i forgot about this until you brought up the doctor thing um so i go into his office his name was dr doan and I can't remember what I was there to ask him about, but I do remember seeing on his wall the like doctorate of philosophy, like the PhD, whatever. Like that's like the that's like what mm-hmm. it's called, or what I actually still don't know what would you know what that stands for? Uh PhD. Yeah. I actually let's look uh, that up. Let's we have Google we, PhD. We'll, we'll do our Googles here. 
P doctorate in any discipline except medicine. Except medicine? <laughs> well, no, but listen, listen, you wait. Yeah, doctor of philosophy. That's what it's called. That's what PhD stands for. Doctor. It of is. Oh my yeah. god, I had no idea. So, like for for whatever, like so you can get your PhD in mechanical engineering, but it's doctor of philosophy. But I didn't know that. I just saw doctor of philosophy, and I was like, oh, so you did philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> just like you know and he's like um no and i was like oh, oh yeah and like because i knew i knew he had his like doctorate in mechanical engineering like that's how he's able to be our head of department but i'm like oh apparently he's just multi-talented <laughs> apparently he's also went for philosophy i just like had no idea but that makes sense why it's like capital p and capital d i yeah i never thought about that actually just no now. i i didn't I certainly didn't know that. So, and I felt so embarrassed. And he just kind of gave me this look of like, what? <laughs> but then, so he ended up leaving though. And so, but before we, we knew he was going to leave, like we, we, he, he knew this and we knew this. And so like we had maybe half of the semester left with him in class. And so he would basically take the last like five, 10 minutes of every class period and just be like, do you have any questions? Like, you know, whatever. And so we'd ask, like, you know, what's sort of the future of the department, you know? anything like that and my mm-hmm. buddy Brady and so like we were like and then he, we knew we were looking for a new head of the department and so um and so my buddy Brady goes so what happens if we can't find any good head <laughs> and, and my and one of the classmates goes that sounds like a personal problem Brady <laughs> and we're just we're dying bro Oh, good, uh, good stuff for Brady Carlson right there. <laughs> That's amazing. So what, and like, we're all just like, and it's all just dudes in the class, you know, so we're just all just like. He, as he, soon like, as that leaves his lips, everybody just yeah, looks around like, like, oh my mm. gosh. <laughs> so good. Bro. What, what happens if we can't find any good head? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don't know. Never had that problem. Yeah, just classic. There's uh, so many, there's so many. I feel like every single person in the class was like, let me add it. Oh, yeah, like, dude. Let me was, jump on that. It was just so, we all were just kind of silent. Like, cause we didn't know if it was going to be like a joke. You know, we're, I mean, like we knew it wasn't a joke. But we didn't know if it was, if we were like going to laugh about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And another one of my classes, this is like less funny, but it's, it just was. So we had this uh, professor named Dr. Mao. He taught us fluid mechanics and then I think like dynamics and a couple other hard classes that he, <laughs> I, should, I don't know if I should be saying all this, but well, it doesn't matter. Like, like, so one of, so like, this is like, give you an example of Dr. Mao before I tell you the story. Like he, right. he had a super thick Chinese accent, like, and he had been mm-hmm. teaching in America for forever. Right. But I think he just never had to like get better at his accent. So like, it was all seriously like almost unintelligible and like, yeah. So, it, and it especially was if, like, you didn't know what he was talking about. And when you're learning something like fluid mechanics or, like, dynamics, like, those are things I don't know what you're talking about. So that's why right. I need you to teach me, you know? And so, you just couldn't understand anything. And so, anyways, but he also, like, just, like, was the most lenient. Like, he just did not care about us really learning it, I don't think. And so, like, for example, one time, Brayden, my buddy Brayden, he was— mm-hmm. uh he was gone. I think he had some family issues or whatever. And so he just didn't come to class. Well, we had a, cl- a test that day. The teacher gave him an 85 on that test that he didn't take. 
What? He got it. And then Braden comes back later and he's like, oh, so I see this. Like, like, are we good? Like, he basically asked him about it. And he's like, yeah, I figured that's the grade that you would have gotten. So if you want to try for a better score, you could retake it if you want. <laughs> what? And, and we're like, dude, nobody, no, like, nobody knows what's going on. The only reason why we get such high grades is because you make the test so easy and you, like, give us the answers because we'll just ask you in the middle of the test, like, hey, well, how do we do this? Anyway, so that's like Dr. Mao, right? <laughs> well, anyways... We were learning the Bernoulli equation. doesn't matter. It's involved somehow with surface tension. And there's, you know, there's this lizard called the Jesus Christ lizard because it just runs on water. <laughs> and so, and, and I kid you not, almost every single class period, he would bring up this Jesus Christ lizard. But we never knew when it was going to come up because he'd always talk about the Bernoulli's equation. Like, I don't know. Like, I think he just like, associated he wants he's like trying to like make grooves in our brain to associate jesus christ lizard with the bernoulli equation i think that's the only time we ever responded in the class is when he said jesus christ lizard but the reason why we responded was because we couldn't understand anything he was saying and then all of a sudden <laughs> in the middle of class you just go jesus christ and we're like what lizard you know and then like we're like what Wait, what's going on and so anyways that's the jesus christ it just was like <laughs> <laughs> I, I never knew what was happening. That's Dr. Mao, though. He was, that was his buzzword was yeah, Jesus Christ it, lizard. Yeah, but like he'd always pause. He'd go like, Jesus Christ lizard. Lizard. And so we didn't know if he was just like cussing in the middle. Like we didn't know what was We didn't know if he was angry. Like we didn't know what was happening. And half of us were like asleep at that point. You know, we're like we're all sleeping in class all, all the time. That's amazing. Because we just couldn't. I don't know. Just was like, I mean, I, yeah, dude. I don't know. I wrote music during that class. Like I just, I did everything but that class because I didn't learn a single thing, dude. Uh, oh, that, I feel like that probably would have been me in college is like doing anything but the actual class in class. Yeah. Well, I mean, you try to get it done. Like the thing was, I had nothing to do. It wasn't like we had any homework or anything. Like I tried to get mm -hmm. my stuff done when I could. So I didn't have to like do it later. But there it was like, I don't know. It just wasn't even. But that happens sometimes I think, in engineering programs where it's like you'll have a teacher who is like not from America, which is like not a big deal. But they're over here mm -hmm. on like, uh, they only can teach. I think if they would work in industry, if they could, but they're not on, they're like on a teaching visa. They don't have like their citizenship. Oh. And so they have to teach. Um, and so people can come get their PhD over here on like a student visa. And then if they continue to teach, they can just stay on that that sort of visa. I think and it's way easier to get than actually your citizenship. So you need to stay teaching. So I think like, these dudes like don't care. Like they don't care about actually teaching. They just, care about you know staying in america or whatever and right, so they want to work here yeah and so and i think they'd rather be in industry but it's just what it is and so these dudes in all these departments will be there for forever but you can't ever understand anything they're saying they're teaching hard classes and like and that's just what it is but then sometimes like we had this dude named uh uh baboli dr baboli he's so tight um he's from iran i think and uh he was amazing dude he i actually love we were he left uh, after a few years, but we love Dr. Baboli because he like started out as a really bad teacher. He just was terrible, yeah. <laughs> but he got like really good by the end because it was his first year teaching, you know, and he didn't, oh, he doesn't have okay. his, and like professors, they don't need to have like a teaching license. They just need to have their doctorate in anything, but that doesn't mean you know how to teach. So like, right, he has a right. doctorate in mechanical engineering, but like he's never, that doesn't make him a good teacher. And so he was not very good at it right away, <laughs> but you could tell he liked engineering. And so, but eventually he actually got like pretty good. Like I was learning in his class and we were all like, we were actually all really proud of Maboli, dude. He was so sick. 
but boy, it was tight. But then he, but then he dipped. So then we, he went off to greener pastures than than Jamestown, North Dakota. But um, Boboli, yeah. So, so not not name. like, but there are some people he just like can't like understand it all. And then it's like, what do you do? You know, you just like, right. You can't. It's like, well, if I'm gonna take your class, I basically have to learn your accent. Yeah, or just learn yourself. Like, it just was like. You know. Yeah, or yeah, or ba- basically just teach yourself whatever it is. Yeah, but for us, it was only Doctor Mal. But I've like heard from other people in different programs that that's like a pretty common thing because it's hard classes and whatever. But but yeah, it's, for sure, <laughs> Doctor Mal was tight though too. Yeah, Dude. he was. If other than other than not being able to like understand a word he said, he was, <laughs> he was chill. <laughs> he, was a good, he was a good dude. We'd sit with him sometimes at lunch and just like hang out, but. Man, that's wild. Classic. So days from the days from the engineering hall. Yeah. Good old. I forget what even the hall is called that where all the classes were in. Yeah. But there it is. Did, so did you did you grow up in North Dakota? I don't think I've ever. If I have asked you, it's been a while. No. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Um, grew up in Bismarck. Okay. I actually was born in Edina. Really? Yeah. I'm a cake eater. So and I didn't know that till like I like <laughs> 19. My mom always just told me that I was born in Minneapolis. Like I didn't know which you know. Yeah, suburb or whatever, somewhere in the area. Yeah, and but yeah, I was born in Southdale, Southdale Hospital. But wow. then, uh, yeah, grew up basically the, my whole life in in Bismarck. My dad, for a period of time, uh, worked in because my mom and dad were never married, uh, and they both married my step parents when I was really young. And so my dad and my stepmom lived in Grand Forks for like before I started school, and he. So I would spend like eight days out of the month with him. And then I'd spend the rest of my mom in Bismarck. But then he moved by the time I started school. So it was basically half and half. So yeah, I just spent, yeah, grew up in Bismarck and then went to college in Jamestown and lived in Kansas for a year. And now I'm, now I'm in Minneapolis. So yeah. yeah. Now you're now you're back to where it all started. Dude, apparently. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Who would have thought that I'm back in my, my universe birth led you place. back here? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's craziness, but yeah, no, so I love wild. I love North Dakota. I specifically I love Bismarck. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, no, I, I I I I love it there. It's great, great place yeah. to grow up. I think like you gotta have friends. Like if you don't like get in with a group of people, I think it can be pretty lonely. But um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. People there are really cool, and I enjoy. It. It's cold though, really cold. Yeah, <laughs> and it's cold here, like- but it's like cold. You know, right? I feel like that's kind of the vibe in any like if you're gonna survive in the midwest you really have to you have to have a good group of friends because otherwise it gets cold and dark and lonely (laughs) you know i guess but if you've got your crew (laughs) but if you've got your crew then it's all right you know yeah no i don't but it's hard because i don't really have like a reference point from like uh, anywhere else you know what i'm saying i haven't lived i mean i lived in kansas but still the midwest and so it's like i don't really have a reference point like i've been a lot of the places but i haven't like lived anywhere else so i don't really know if it's like not like that like I don't yeah. know other people like who don't live in like cold like places where there's nothing to do like <laughs> do they do they live different like I don't know like I, I don't I don't but you're totally right like I think absolutely that's the recipe for success in the Midwest but I don't know if that's maybe maybe that's also the recipe for success everywhere else <laughs> or maybe it's <laughs> probably, probably yeah I don't know yeah I just think that like if you're gonna stomach the Midwest you know like if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna actually like have a good time here you just you can't be like, you can't be, yeah, I think you just have to be that much more intentional about it. Cause I feel like it'd be pretty easy to comparatively easy. 
don't think it's ever easy to like go it alone, but like yeah, if you were gonna be like somewhere with sunny beaches and great weather all the time. Yeah, I suppose or, there's nothing else to like what else are you gonna do? You know, like there's right. not like there's anything else to really distract you from the fact that you don't have any friends. <laughs> yeah. Like the, you know? the biggest thing is like for for me, the the best the best cure for like winter sadness is just like stay really busy and see your friends as much as you can, you know? Bro, and, like, and and vitamin D spray. Spray? Dude, a little spritz under the tongue. Yeah. What? Yep, little vitamin D spritz. I've never heard of this. Yeah, you get I, a little, I take like a I take like a little um, like a capsule, but sure, I've yeah, never I'm heard sure of that, it. I'm like sure as that'll a spritz. Work. Yeah, but you get a little spritz, look kind of sour, so it kind of tastes good too. Do a little mm. under your tongue, little vitamin D spritz. I actually don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know if that actually ever worked for me. I don't really, it's not that, I don't get that bad. I, do, I actually did my <laughs> my uh, philosophy <laughs> dual credit paper on seasonal affective disorder, which is really ironic because the <laughs> it is literally SAD is the right. acronym, which is pretty great. Um, pretty good. They got it on the nose for that one. They're like, why is it called it's, sad? It's beautiful. Well, it's, you know. It's when you get sad. <laughs> yeah, it's when you get, I don't know. It's when you get sad. What can I, what can I say? But um, uh, yeah, but there's a few different treatments. But you're right. I think the biggest treatment of them all is friendship. I think Aww. for sure. <laughs> That's probably the best the one. The real sad was the friends we found along the way. Yeah, Wait. well, it, what was I just, <laughs> the, 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 was literally the friends you made along the way. What was that? What was I just watching? And that was a line. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's gonna bother me. I was just watching. It's like it was the the it was like the thing was literally the friend we made. Oh, it was a YouTube movie review about Tenet. 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 Have you seen Tenet? No, I I don't. I feel like somebody recommended me this movie. Uh, Have you? Do you watch any Christopher Nolan films like like Uh, the the Prestige? Oh, this was a new one. And like Interstellar. Yeah, dude, Tenet's great. The Prestige, dude. That's a great movie. That was my favorite movie until I watched Everything Everywhere All at Once uh, this summer. And that's now oh, my favorite movie. Oh, I still movie. need to see that one. Yeah, that's now my... The Prestige was my favorite movie. Now it's that movie. So good, dude. I've had really good success with A24 because I loved... I loved Is Hereditary. It A24? Yeah. I loved Hereditary. I loved Midsummer. I loved... Um, what was the other... The Witch. That was A24. I think The Witch was my favorite one so far from A24. Wait, what's The Witch? Um, it's, uh, Anya, Anna, is it Anya Taylor-Joy? I have um, no idea. The girl from Queen's Gambit. Oh, okay, um, yeah, I know her. She is in, she is in, uh, the Viking one that came out, The Northman. Yes. And Peaky Blinders. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She's, uh. Wait, well, I don't know if I have, I am, don't spoil anything. I'm only like in. Yeah, I won't season. say. I was just yeah. like, King, I, was, like, I don't think oh, she's in that. It? I don't think she's in that yet for me. She's in it at some but, point. Oh my word! That dude Skarsgård in the Northmen so hot. Wait, from uh, Vikings? Oh d- no, the the uh, from the Northmen. From the Northmen. Have you I seen, seen the, the Northmen? Oh my gosh, Derek! What are you doing? Have you <laughs> seen? Have you seen? Nope. No, I haven't yet. Derek, I need to... So I got to talk to you about something. No, I got to talk to you about something really quick. This year has been one of my favorite years for movies, maybe ever. Really? We've had some couple stinkers. We for sure have had a couple stinkers. But But always. We'll always have stinkers. But dude, the Northman? So 
it was probably the, no, no, not probably. It was the most intense theater experience I have ever had. The previous one for that was this really great movie called um, Overlord. And if you haven't seen that one, that movie kicks ass. Dude, I love that movie. I'm but, looking up all of these movies. Dude, I, I, I'm putting you on so many great movies right now. So Overlord's great. It's sort of like, it was supposed to be in the Cloverfield universe. I have theories that it still is. Um, but, really? But but it was, it's in that, dude, so good. Anyways, it's like a World War II movie. But anyways, The Northman came out. That is the, like, I Annabelle fell asleep during a part of it. And I'm like, glad she fell asleep. Like, like low key. Cause it was like, kind of that messed up. But it was crazy. Like, such a good movie. And then, yeah, Everything Everywhere All at Once was just mind-blowingly phenomenal. Like, it made me cry, but also was, like, the cool movie. Like, it just was, I don't know. Like, The Prestige didn't make me cry. Like, this movie, and and I love The Prestige. One of my probably second favorite movie. But then, also, yeah, Nope came out this summer, dude. A Jordan Peele movie. So, it's my favorite from Jordan Peele so far. And I I love Get Out. I thought Us was sort of mid because there's like too many plot holes for me, but um, yeah. my taste. But but dude, oh, Nope was so good. Or oh, Yeah, it's just like, I, you got to watch these movies, dude. And then Avatar's coming out in Christmas. Avatar You're 2, right. Way of Water. Like you got to right. catch up. We gotta we gotta have you over and we'll just like buy a bunch of these movies like rent we'll them from like YouTube, bang them all seriously, out. Seriously, yeah. there's like I like oh my gosh, The Northman's so good. Nope is so good. Everything everywhere is all at once is like, oh, oh, Derek, what are you doing? You got to be watching these Dang. movies. Dang, I <laughs> what what have I even been watching this year? I, I feel like I've like whenever I watch anything, it's been like movies that I'll go back to. So recently, I've been like. I've been watching The Exorcist 3 a bunch because that was a movie that a I... A bunch? Yeah. Because yeah, it's good. It's a good movie. Yeah, you're one of those. Yeah, yeah. That's how I do. I'm like, this is a good the movie. Exorcist I'm going to watch it again. Exorcist 3 is a... Is a <laughs> that, that's an interesting pick to like rewatch no, a it's, bunch. It's seriously... Exorcist 3 is a great movie. And I first heard about it uh, like right at the beginning of quarantine, I think. Um, I was, I was watching, so I watch Red Letter Media. They're like my, one of my favorite YouTube channels and they were talking about, they're like, this movie is really underrated. It was a big flop at the box office because Exorcist 2 was really bad. And so people kind of like, were just done with the series at that point. But Exorcist 3 was never meant to be an Exorcist movie. It was, um, it was written and directed by, um, William Peter Blatty, who, who, uh, wrote, the uh, the book that it was based on and that The Exorcist was based on. Interesting. Um, so originally it was just going to be called Legion and it was going to be its own thing. It's going to be its own story. Um, still like a like a demon possession plot, but it wasn't going to be connected to The Exorcist in any way. And the studio was like, let's tie it into The Exorcist. And they had him do some rewrites. And I actually think it works really well that way because um, they got like, uh, I think I think only one person back to reprise a role. But Interesting. It's really, it's really, really awesome. Huh. Um, and that's a fantastic movie. The second one is is poopy. It's really big butt. Sure. Yeah. But if it's you watch stinker, the first yeah. one and then go right to the third one, oh, it's such a great double feature. Huh. All right. Yeah. Anyways, that's <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's what I've been watching, and yeah, then just seem- like. Every now and then I'll watch it. Like the first, I think the first thing I watched this year was Arcane, and that's. Like, oh, I actually want to watch that. 
Um, it's so that's on, good. That's on my list. That's like there's like too many episodes because like it came out a lot. I was excited to watch it, but yeah, there's a few. Did I? There's actually a lot of shows that I need to catch up on, but I like. I think I don't know. I think I'm. I think I'm more attached to. Well, that's not true. I like movies and shows. I was gonna say I'm more attached to movies, but that's mm-hmm. not. That's not true. I there's a lot of shows that are like really special to me, but but um, I don't know. Movies are just. Uh, there's a lot of great movies this year. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I got to catch gotta, up. So, so this, did uh, you, this North Northman's got Bjork in it. Oh dude. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what I'm talking about, dude. The Bjork. Bjork. Oh yeah. He's great in it. But who's Bjork was his last name? Scars, Skarsgård. Wait, who? Or what's Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, Alex, Alexander Skarsgård. Dude is so huge in that movie. He's so hot. <laughs> there's this one scene where him and that, that who's it in the, the Queen's Gambit, that lady. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy. They just yeah. got done, or either, or about to start the coitus. No, I think they just got done, and they're laying next to each other, and she's yeah. like laying in front of him, and he's like has his like shoulder on the ground with his like on his you know resting his head on his hand, you know, with his shoulder on or his, his elbow on the ground. Yeah, dude, and his his traps <laughs> and lats are just so huge. He's like just a monstrous human being in that movie. I like I don't I it's. And I don't know if it's the way it's shot or if it's the if he's around smaller people, but he literally just looks like the one of the biggest people Monstrous. on screen I've ever seen. He's so big, dang! Like and just and he's got like he like hunches over all the time, like he like protrudes his head forward, like leans his neck forward, and it just yeah, it just it, he has this sort of like animal. I don't know, man. It's sick. There's this one scene, dude. They're like raiding this like other village, about to like literally rape and pillage. The it's like horrible, actually. But yeah, uh, the the guards like on the wooden wall like throw a spear at him. He catches the spear and turns <laughs> and throws it back and just pierces the guy. And then they all start screaming and run towards the wall. And it's like. And there's no music in that part. So he just like, they're like, they're like silent. And they're all like wearing like wolf, like, like wolf yeah, skins it's and just, stuff it's, like it's that. insane, dude. You have like, it's just, you have to watch it. It's like so crazy. Damn. I, I do have to watch it. I'm, I'm actually really excited because I love like, um, my, my favorite, I, I would say it's at this point, it's probably my favorite game of all time is, uh, God of War 2018. And that whole thing is set in it like it's set in Midgard. Mm-hmm. And so it's all Norse mythology at but, this point. And Norse mythology is a part of this. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. You just have so to. I'm, I'm I'm actually really excited because I, I want more like, like it's, it's I've never I need I've, another fix. Oh dude, I've never experienced a movie like this either. Like it just didn't feel like I was watching a movie. Like it just was like I don't know, it's incredibly immersive. I thought. Maybe yeah. I've only seen it once. So maybe if I went and watched it again, it would be like not as good. Oh, but then you haven't seen Tenet either. Oh, we've got so much. There, yeah. So did you? Um, did you grow up in peace? Uh, peas. Yes, I did. Peace, peas. Did you? Uh, you went to high school in peace too. Uh, so I did. Um, there's a private school here in town that goes to eighth grade. So I did preschool through eighth grade there, and then I did public high school in Malacca, um, where you're at currently. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, gotcha. That's okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. Yep. And I, I, I feel like the way, um, the way I've heard, uh, Annabelle describe you, you like kind of your relationship with Bismarck. I'm like, it kind of yeah. reminds me of my relationship with Malacca. Cause cool. I don't necessarily 
I don't find Malacca to be a place where it's like, oh yeah, this is a place I'd want to live for, you know, like my forever place. But I'm always really happy to be back. Mm-hmm. Like there's just something really great about a hometown, especially if it's like smaller. It's not sure. like a big city. Yeah. There's something there's something really nice about a hometown like that. No, I um, bet and it's interesting. I've never like I don't really know have a gauge for like Minnesota hometowns because like Bismarck is like the biggest city and then the nearest biggest city is Minneapolis. Okay. It's like six hours away. You know. Wait, and how so, big how big is Bismarck? Uh with with Lincoln, which is maybe like twenty minutes away, and then Mandan, which is literally right across. It's like it's like it's like Minneapolis, St. Paul, but it's Bismarck. You know, Bismarck Man is just right across the river. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe like 120, 140,000. Okay, so I mean, I don't know. We got like all the we got like two WalMarts. You <laughs> know, got a Target. Damn, got, got two. I, here's what I will say too, and this is maybe why I love movies so much. Bismarck has the coolest movie theater I've ever been to in my entire life. And I didn't know that until I went anywhere else. Like, really? Every other movie theater is kind of dookie. Yeah, like they don't, there's no heart. But dude, like, what's the Bismarck theater all about? It's the Grand Theater. Okay. Oh, I love that I'm talking about this right now. It's the Grand Theater (laughs) and it's like Pharaoh Egyptian themed. And it's just like, it's so cool. Yeah, Yeah, clean. And it sounds really good. It always looks really good. There's never any lighting or sound issues. You know, people are respectful. Like, it just, it, it smells good. It's, it's like, correctly lit, like, in the lobbies. And so it's just, like, but there's all these cool, like, statues of, like, just, like, like, what do they call it? Like, Sphinx and, like, other things all over the place, dude. Yeah. It's so tight. And then there's, like, this, the old, like, they have, like, the original Grand Theater like quote unquote like entrance like the first box office and things and over there they have this like really weird like wax statue of Moses from like the movie Moses or the movie Ten Commandments and yeah. uh, it's like crazy but that's like it's like paying homage to and then oh dude it's just so nice that's so it's cool. such a nice movie theater and it's like not super super expensive either you know it's like you know five buck movies on is, on uh, on Tuesdays were, were you just wasn't it just like the other day you were talking about like let's let's all go to Bismarck, dude? I love Bismarck, yeah, dude. I was saying I was, let's go to let's go to. Bismarck. I was saying for the fourth because I know I know you love I know you love fourth and peas and and I would love That's to what hear it was, about yeah. it. But the fourth for in in Bismarck, so we live up by on the river like north of town, and uh, mm-hmm. people up there are just like got a lot of money, and so they'll like drop like ten grand and like on fourth, like several people. So like you'll Damn. have you don't know where to look on the fourth of July. It's like all up and down the river. There's fireworks just popping off. It's my absolute favorite holiday, and it doesn't happen just one night. It happens like in the nights leading up to it. Like especially this year, it probably that will because amazing. like I think Fourth of July will be on a Tuesday or something. So I'm sure the weekend will just be popping off. It's crazy. Yeah. But across the across the river though, dude, it's a war zone because in Mandan you can light off fireworks within city limits. And so people are just going crazy. Like it's it's like really fun. It's not like it's not like in This honestly sounds dude, amazing. Oh, yeah. And then there's the the 4th of July parade, which is like we didn't go this year, but but that that's that's cool and I don't know, man. I just love I love Bismarck and then I'm I'm down. I just want every, I want to see I want this. everyone and all, I invite all the homies out to my my parents' house. I like kind of want that to be like a tradition for like my life is like going home for the 4th and like inviting all of like my friends over if my parents want that <laughs> but i know my mom's like likes hosting and that's part of like in the yeah. new house they just built like they want that and so like oh and that just would be so it's just like 
it's like my most as you know Christmas like you're surrounded by everyone that you love and everything like that's 4th of July for me it's like surrounded by the people yeah. that I love the most like just like watching the coolest things ever blow up in the sky it's like amazing I love it man that sounds that sounds magical what, I love what's that. it like in, in peas I love that it's peas by in, the way so, <laughs> I know uh, in in peas it's like it, it's kind of like a like everybody it's one of the few times a year that you see people come back from out of town um, cool and so like it used to be way bigger before um, before like COVID. Um, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, still still the turnout is like from all the surrounding towns because uh, Malacca doesn't do their own fireworks. Um, Princeton, I think, might still do their own fireworks. Oh, I know, I know people who live in um, Princeton, actually. Keep going. Yeah, and so like that's one of the next closest towns. Like Malacca is the next closest town to the north. Princeton is the next closest one to the south. Gotcha. So, um, but like people would drive around and like park on back roads and stuff like that to get good views. So basically the, the tradition at, at Pease is like, cause it's on the church grounds that like, I, like I grew up at that church fire. And so, um, there's like a ball field. And so there's a, there's like a softball game between, I think it's usually between like the, like the, the, the dads at church and then like the kids, like mm-hmm. the, like the boys in high school, basically, they'll have a game against each other um, as the sun sets. And so like the sun is setting, the game is wrapping up and then like a little bit of time goes by and then the fireworks go off. But there's like, there's food, like there's there's food, there's like uh, like homemade pies and there's games and like That's there's a cool. playground there. And um, this past year there was live music. And so it's, it's kind so of just fun. like a, yeah, it's kind of just like a big church-wide picnic that's and it's cool. really fun that sounds like um, real, like way more communal like my my force law experiences are not like so individual but they're not like bismarck does something you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but yeah. that's that sounds super cool dude so yeah that's that's kind of our thing and then like the church is the like they're actually the ones that put it on so they like it's it they they take up i think a special um like donation thing to be like all right this year like we're going to pool some money together for this year's 4th of July thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's they cool. like get the fireworks and everything, like have the crew come out and everything yeah. like I that. I think that's like something that I think a lot of people who like are going to church or maybe have stopped going to church or whatever. I think that that's something that I wish the the church capital C did more um, like, like just all like local churches did like actually serving the community, you know, like, yeah, not, not just being a place for people to gather, but like, um, like that's, that's dope. Like they know their community, like they're invested in it, you know, like they, I'm sure they know the people who actually go to their church and they know the, they know the context in which that they're like, they're set in, you know? And I think mm-hmm. that's, that's really cool that, that they're, they would do that. Um, and I think that's when you see probably the most like tangible, um, like love and representation of like what that community can look like when it's actually like serving um, within right. the context of community, like like a local community. So yeah. that's that's dope. That's cool to hear that they're doing that. And it's cool to hear like that the community just like, that's like, that's the thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and it's, it's really cool too. Like the thing that I, the thing that I love about my hometown, like considering Pease kind of my hometown, like the thing that I, I love about that town is that the, the church built the town. So like, 
they migrated as a church congregation back in the 1800s. Interesting. And then they, they, they like started the town, they founded the town and built the church kind of all in one go. Um, and so, yeah, it, it really does. It really is a thing where it's like everybody knows everybody. Um, it's not just like, it's not just like numbers and seats, you know, like people, people know when you're there, yeah. people know when you're not there. Um, which some people don't exactly. like, but I, I mean, every time, like when I was in high school or like when I graduated from high school, every time I would come back is just like, everybody wants to know how you're doing. And people have been like keeping up with you through your parents. And yeah. like, I don't know, there's just, yeah, that real, that, that sense of community is hard to find like anywhere. And so having that as something that I grew up with, I, I definitely don't take that for granted, especially getting older. It's like, I don't take that for granted. So because mm-hmm. yeah, I think we all try to find that as as we get older. It's like you you and me, like being in our twenties, it's like that's that's kind of one of the few things that I need to have everything feel like sort of normal. It's like I can be busy, I can, you know, I can have like things going crazy with work, I can have things going crazy with like, you know, whatever like career struggles or like any of that. And like, or living situations, like I've moved so much over the past few years and that's stressful, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's like having a sense of real, like a real sense of community with, with your friends and with your, your like foundational group of people that are like all on the same team. It's like, you just need that no matter what you're doing or like where you're going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, and I'm, I'm glad that I, you know, have that because, because it's like, now I feel like I, I'm. I feel like I'm I'm super at home in Minneapolis and even though I'm not technically living in Minneapolis right now I'm an hour out but like my my yeah. crew most of my crew is like in and around the city and so it's just awesome. So mm-hmm. No, that's sick. It's something that not to get too like podcasty <laughs> but um <laughs> something it. that you said something it's horrible uh annabelle and i do this joke every now and then where we just like try to talk like a podcast without really saying anything but it's it's, it's great it's like way and you know what's scary derek because it's way easier than you think it is yeah like just to start it's yeah crazy but anyways it's something that i've been learning um uh like i forget who said this he's like my therapist or something but you said like it's a type of church where like people know when you're there, people know when you're not there and like they know about your life and stuff. And I think that that's an interesting sense of some people don't like that. And I agree. And I think the reason why some people don't like that is I'll think, and I shouldn't say like, I should just speak about me, right? Because I don't know everyone. So maybe I shouldn't say, I don't think people are like mm-hmm. this, but um, uh, I think it's because like we're scared of intimacy. And and what I mean by that is uh, my therapist broke it down to me like this where intimate like vulnerability intimacy are connected but the difference is vulnerability is you know i'll tell you i'll tell you things about my life you know i'll tell you tell you you know deep things about my life and and be open to you like you can you can have this this part of my life and you can ask questions and that's me being vulnerable right like me not kind of holding anything back right um but intimacy is vulnerability with access and so intimacy is i can access that vulnerability whenever I want. That's intimacy, you know, mm. and like, and, and, and the vice versa. So, and not like we're prodding into each other's lives in unhealthy ways, but it's in this like 
this and that that not that so that means you shouldn't have an intimate relationship with maybe everyone, but I think a church community is a great place to have that. And obviously not every single person is gonna know everything about your life, but in order to have like an intimate relationship with anyone, they need to like you kind of have to reciprocate that like I can I know about your life and you know about my life, regardless if you're like choosing to be vulnerable to me at this point. And that is scary. Yeah. Right? Because like there's a lot of things in our life that we maybe wouldn't want people to know right away. But I think where that fear comes from is we are scared that if it's like, well, if they knew this about me, they wouldn't they wouldn't accept me. And I'm trying to sort of sort of be the the middleman between my actual life and my feelings and the world around me so that the world around me will accept me. But yeah. what love is is letting someone in enough, you know, whoever that is, group of people whatever, to say, I know that you love me unconditionally, and I know that, and I trust you to like take care of me, and so I'm allowing you that access, you know, and it's that allowed access, and that's a scary thing because people can abuse that for sure. Mm-hmm. Like people can absolutely misuse that, mistreat that. Um, but I think the only way that we're gonna like not feel alone and feel like actually connected and have sort of healthy relationships with people is if we learn like to be intimate. At least that's been true in my life, like. And I can feel when that's not the case. You know, you can kind of feel when there's those relationships that you probably should have intimacy in that you kind of don't. That you maybe feel like you're kind of meeting them halfway. You're not kind of letting them know what's going on in your life. Like, at least I can totally feel that. And it it doesn't feel good. Like, it it makes me feel like I'm doing it alone. Uh, Because I am. And by my own choice. You know, I'm not letting people in. And so, Mm -hmm. And so, I think sometimes we can confuse, or at least I can, being vulnerable like this conversation right now, it's like if I'm vulnerable to you at this moment, like I'm saying, well, these things are going on in my life, but then I'm not, you know, but then if you called me tomorrow and was like, you know, how, how are you doing with this? Or like, 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 you know, how's it going, man? And I'm like, oh, it's all good. Right. It's, <laughs> it, and then it becomes a different story. Yeah. Yeah. Outside yeah. of that and, one and so, situation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that, um, uh, yeah, so I think that that's like cool. Like I know that some people are scared of that or like they don't like that. And I think for good reason, right? It like sometimes people have again misused that trust and then yeah, you that wouldn't be a good situation for them. But um I think that in general we just as we we need that. And so I think that trying to find that and trying to you know, and it's scary because you might place your trust into someone and they misuse it. And that just might be how it is, but it's like I think better to be betrayed than to never you know, never be intimate with anyone ever, you know, like, because we're scared that they might betray us, you know, because like they, they probably won't, even if they might. And I right. think even if they do, it's better to experience that in general. So anyways, podcast uh, <laughs> moment over, but that, that was something that you said that I'm like, oh yeah, that was like, it's something that I don't know, like, like certainly, you know, like I'm not good at it, but it's been something I've been thinking about like more uh, since I've learned it, just like, oh, what does that actually look like in my life? And right. um, yeah. Well, and it's like it, it's it's kind of, one of those things where you can you can like choose to you can choose to like calculate the worst case scenario or like try to be like, am I really going to live like this? You know, like predicting the potential sure. worst case scenario. Yeah. And sometimes it's it, sometimes it is helpful. Like, I don't know. There there are some times where I think it's actually really helpful to predict a, a worst case scenario and then face it head on and be like, yeah, hey, you won't die. So yeah, like well, it's called need- risk analysis. Yeah, it's called caution, and and none of that's bad, but it, it it becomes it becomes an unhelpful thing. Caution and risk analysis become unhelpful when 
they they you know result in inaction. Right. You know? If it if it just freezes you in place and you're ne- never able to do anything because like what if this happens? It's like well sure yeah. It's like but, but the same thing can happen from your inaction. It's like if you never take yeah. a step and you never take a chance to like like reach that that level of closeness with anyone then you can't have anyone and it's it's worth it to risk um you know venturing out and becoming a little bit uncomfortable becoming a little less safe to yeah. reach that level of closeness with with other people you know um, yeah well, yeah and you said it interesting I, the way you just phrased it is interesting because you're right like in order to have it like you it takes practice like you're not just going to be able to be really good at this right away Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not at least maybe someone else maybe everyone else is but <laughs> it takes me like you know it's like it, I don't know exactly what that looks like and I've been I think lucky enough to have people who care about me um, and like like actually really love me in my life but it still takes practice like I'm still not great at it really. like I don't know you know like I just moved to Minneapolis and like new like I you know not totally new set of friends and everything but like new people I'm involved it's like how do I how do I develop develop that it's not something I'm just like well I don't know how to do this right away right you know so but 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 I think I have to be okay with like not being maybe great at it right away or taking some missteps because if I'm always stuck in like well I don't know how to do it well then I'm never gonna do anything yeah and um yeah yeah but anyways that's honestly like that that point too is something that I think about so much because um over the past few years just like trying to get into uh like trying to feel like I'm not just a poser when it comes to songwriting and producing and sure like the post-production side of music making all this sort of stuff is like it's all the same stuff that I went through when it came to being a guitar player or performing live in general like that that sort of fear of like people are going to see that I'm not very good. And so I'm not going to like either, either I'm not going to do it or I'm not going to let anybody see that I'm doing it, you know, until it's, you know, until it's good enough, whatever. And it's like, that is such a bullshit, like reason to not do something. And, and what I've noticed is that like, like kids have no fear of doing that. Like kids have no fear of being bad at things because kids are bad yeah. at just about everything, but they're trying yeah. so many different things. They're like, oh, I'm going to try to like, I'm going to try to like play this new game. I'm going to try to play, like, I'm going to try to draw. I'm going to try to like, I'm going to try to play this instrument. I'm going to try to like, you know, like make a new group of friends. And it's like, they're not thinking like, is this a thing? They're not really calculating the same way yeah. adults do where we're like, part of my decision making is as is this going to go well like am i going yeah, to be like good they, at it yeah like they don't have a concept of embarrassment right and like they just haven't lived enough life for like things to go wrong bro i was a uh, i was like probably like 6 maybe maybe yeah 6 7 i would maybe 5 something around there probably 6 doesn't matter okay <laughs> i would stand uh, we had this house on avenue b in bismarck and we had this little fence around our house and it was in the middle of town and there is this, you know, those little posts that are in the ground that like uh, outlets are like uh, nailed to. Oh, basically. Yeah, yeah. So I would stand up on top of this post because I could then be over the fence and I would just sing. And I don't mean <laughs> sing like a song I know. I would just start making it up on the spot. Yeah. Just like sing whatever I wanted to. 
And dude, it's probably so cringe. <laughs> and like, no, I know it. I know it was. I and I have like I have memories of things that I did that were like that when I was a little bit older too. That I'm like, I can't believe I did that. But and that maybe is like rightfully embarrassing because like socially it's not that acceptable. But but like I wasn't afraid then. I didn't. It didn't matter. And like I think that. And it didn't matter so much to the people around you then either, like, because everyone doesn't know, you know? And so, right. not that I think that we should all do so embarrassing things, because, like, obviously, you have to be, like, socially acceptable enough to make friends or else that's not going to go, like, <laughs> super great for you. But, like, I I just, yeah, you you need, I think we need it. Not like, it's not, it is kind of maybe as simple as just don't care what people think about you, but it's more like, man, can you let go of your can I let go of my ego enough to like be maybe bad at something and just, or, or even like, can I let go of my ego enough to like, just say that I enjoy something, even if maybe not everyone thinks that's super cool. That's the thing you know? too. Like, do you enjoy it? Sometimes we yeah. forget to like ask ourselves, like really let ourselves make decisions based on like, I find this interesting or this makes me happy. And yeah. I'm not like, I just started doing it. So Mm-hmm. Why am I asking myself if 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 I'm good or if I'm proficient or if I'm like enough at this thing? It's like sometimes do who, I like it? Yeah. It's like sometimes who cares? You know? Um, yeah. If if well, it, you don't need to show everyone right away, right? Right. And it's like I don't know. Like that that has been such a like I've I've had to allow myself in that regard to just like. I've had to allow myself to just enjoy things and then follow that hmm. because I think that that's yeah. part of, I mean, and and that's like when, when you get older and you start like exploring career paths, like once you start getting into high school and people start asking you about like jobs and stuff like that, one of the things that you need to be able to do in, in a career mindset is like explore your options and you just have to go out there and try things that you will like some things you won't like, some things you will like and you won't be good at, some things you'll like and be good at, some things you'll be good at and you hate. Like mm. you have to yeah. just get out there and yeah. experience all of the things that you possibly can. Um and you're not going to be great at all of them. You're not going to enjoy all of them, but it's part of like finding yourself, you know, finding your place in life. And so it's like you don't want to you don't want to like forgo that because that's that's like you don't want to like forgo your fulfillment in life. You 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 might be missing out on something if you're just like ah, it might not go well, so I'm just gonna sit here and keep doing this thing that's like all right, I guess, but I secretly want well, to. It's just like no, just well, let yourself exactly yeah. let yourself chase that that like interest of like I like I think I kind of like this. It's like well, go explore. Well, and we it. under and we understand like trying in different you know, in different areas of our life. Like I, I remember when my parents were trying to sell the house, you know, and they'd have a lot of, you know, people looking or interested and maybe not a lot of offers, but like they kept trying. It wasn't like they didn't, they, they got a couple offers that they, that were too low and then they just stopped, you know, putting it up on the market or something like, and I think that in that you're like, oh yeah, well, of course, because like they'll just keep it up and then it will sell eventually. And like, that's how you do it. Well, like, yeah, but there, and there's, I think a lot of other times in life where we think about it like that was like, oh yeah, well, we'll just like keep doing this until it works. Cause we're not going to just like not have it work. You know, like I think there's, there's lots of different little things that we don't even like think of that way that like we're attempting it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then when it comes to something that, I don't know, is, 
maybe we don't think of as like, oh yeah, I'll just, of course, like I got to make this work because like I'm just going to keep doing it. Like we'd fail a couple of times and it's like, or we think we fail a couple of times and it's like, ah, well, I'm done now. You know, because I can't try again. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's, that's cool. Yeah, man. I love it. Anyways, that was our podcast section of this podcast. Go <laughs> check us out next week. And uh, here's our sponsor, um, Keeps. Keeps. Did you know that Keeps mm, yes. does more than just keep your hair? It also does mental health and stuff about when your pee-pee's soft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Advert over. <laughs> Derek, thank you so much for having me. Uh, <laughs> what else did you want to talk about? Well, one thing that we haven't talked about... Um, is our other sponsor, G Fuel. Um, are you... <laughs> uh, have you ever had G Fuel? No, never, never. Yeah, I haven't either. It looks tasty. I mean, it's in it's in a tasty package. <laughs> Can I be honest with you? I don't think I've ever really, besides like hot chocolate, I don't think I've ever really enjoyed like powdered drink mixes. That's a good point, yeah. I, I mean... I've always been off put by like those flavored water things. Like oh, yeah, not, those are gross. Not saying that not saying that they're like objectively bad, but I just don't like the idea of sticking a powder into my water when I yeah, already no, enjoy I, water. Yeah, but Derek, did you know that I actually am saying that? So you can absolve yourself of you said, but I am saying that they're objectively bad. Nice. <laughs> Anything that you're meant to put in like a plastic Walmart water bottle, like and it has that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> just drink the water, you baby. Just drink the water. Unless you're doing it for like the electrolytes, I guess. Unless you're in like New York or LA and your waters, your tap water is really bad. I I don't know. I've never been there. Then just buy bottled water. I don't know. Well, that's fine. But yeah, drink the bottled water. Drink the water. Just drink the water. Just Just drink the water, man. Or like go buy a Gatorade. Like why are you spending money on these packets that are probably gross? Now I will say, actually, I'm going to, I am going to, I'm going to, can I walk that back a little bit? Okay. Okay. Tang also is great. Tang is great. That is true. And then I've also had this like powdered. I think here's the, okay. Actually, I want to. I want to. I want to redo my first statement. <laughs> I think that powdered stuff that you put into water is gross unless it comes in like a big container. Mm. <laughs> then it's not as gross mm. for some reason. Yeah, I'm talking Ovaltine, and that go. I do that for milk for sure. I'm talking Tang. I'm talking those big. You know, big things a Gatorade mix that you can mm-hmm. throw in there. Big Kool-Aid I think what mix. I don't like, I yeah, exactly. I think what I don't love is the small individual packets, and maybe it's because I'm so desensitized to sugar that I need, I need more. Mm. I can't just have one packet. Yes, and maybe that's maybe I'm the problem. It's the Costco mentality. You're the problem. Yeah, uh, maybe you're the problem. Maybe we're all. Maybe we're the problem. That's crazy. Just my therapist told me it's either everybody's fault or nobody's fault. <laughs> my therapist told me it's my fault. <laughs> you were gonna say, <laughs> yeah. It's like my therapist said, I'm the problem. I'm the problem. I mean, yeah. sometimes sometimes if your therapist has got cojones, your your therapist might say something like that. Dude, he did to me one time. I was all proud of like something I did. <laughs> like I was like, dude, like, yeah, I was like, don't you think this is so good that I did this? I was like, I stood up for myself and he's like, do you think he maybe took that a little bit too seriously? And I was like, oh, oh. I was like, oh. I 
was like, wait, what? I was like, why would you say that, Jeff? I thought I thought you had <laughs> Jeff, the bite. No. I, I thought I could trust you to always say that I'm in the right and I never do anything wrong. Why would you betray our special relationship? <laughs> I'm paying you $90 an hour for this. I didn't pay for this. <laughs> I thought you were yeah, going to say nice things. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's crazy. He was right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's definitely right. happened to me where like, I'll tell my therapist, I'm like, yeah. And I like, this is how it, this is all how it played out. Maybe it wasn't like the best, but I still feel like, you know what? I, 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 I did it as best as I could in that moment. And they're like, uh, you really think so? <laughs> He's like, no, you didn't. Like, oh boy. It's like, Derek, I know you have more, more in you than that. No, you didn't. The great man. thing about having a therapist is they, they, they're doing a step, like they, they have a job. At the end of the day, it's their job to help you, like to see you in better mental health than when you got there. And so it's like they don't love you in the way that they might they might love you in the sense that they care for you and they want to like help you out and see you in good health. But they're like not a person who loves you enough to lie to you. Or to dance around certain things. Well, yeah, they're not like they're they're like an unbiased third party. They have no like ulterior motive other than that you're paying them money for their professional like opinion. Right. It's and I but, love that. The fact that a therapist yeah. is like, I don't care about you enough to lie to you. I care about you enough to be honest with you and help, like genuinely help. Yeah, and you're gonna listen to it. Like your mom might have said the same exact thing, but I pay this guy money. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I'll listen to him. That's right. What do you know, mom. <laughs> Should have thought about that. Should have gotten a freaking psychology degree. Yeah, maybe if you maybe if you made me pay you. There was a there was I was listening to uh I was listening to an uh podcast episode. Wait, hold on, wait, hold on. Maybe if you're like Dr. Doan and got your doctorate of philosophy, I'd listen to hey, you. Hey, got him. Bring it all the way back around. That's the end of the podcast. Did- <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Keep going. I'm I sorry. was listening to an episode of uh um Tom Segura's uh, and his wife, uh, Christina P. Like they have a show called yep. Your Mom's House. And yeah, they had house. they had uh, Bill Burr on, and somebody she was yeah. she was like saying something to Bill Burr of like yeah I feel like it's kind of like this sort of thing, and he's like but well, you don't have a fucking psychology degree, and she's like I do I I did ten years of psychology, and he's like and then he, <laughs> and it, instead of shutting up he's like so what I've been watching football for forty five years that doesn't mean I'm going to be a linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> Doubles down. Yeah, he doubles down. She's like, I actually do have a psychology degree. I've d- I did it for ten years. And he's just like, whatever. That's so funny. And Tom, like, and and her and her husband Tom was just <laughs> laughing his ass off. He's like, yeah, bro, you gotta watch Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Every time I, I think about anything improv, I think of yes and, and I think of Middle Ditch and Schwartz. You know the yes and. You know yes and. You know what that means? Um. Not really, no. And you have a podcast. How dare you? I mean, I've I've heard it. <laughs> you have you a some, podcast. I'm gonna put you on some game, Derek. You ready? Yeah, yeah. Let's see. I it. put you on. I do. I got so many good movies for you. Got movies. Got Are you shows. paying me? What? 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 Anyways, so yes, and is uh, it's a it's a it's an improv thing, like a it's method, like stand up. Not stand-up comedy. That's not what this is. It's an improv method. Okay. And what it is, is 
if someone says something, you don't try to redirect. I mean, you don't try to like, you, all you say is yes and. Okay. That's it. Like, it, like, and, and, uh, sort of like beckoning more from the person who just spoke? No, 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 no. You're adding something to it. So instead of like, cause I think, I think it's speaking to the point of like, instead of trying to like take it your own direction or like put down whatever someone else said, it's like, okay, yes. And this, mm. like you're adding to it. Mm. So it's, okay. so anyways, I guess, I guess that's improv. I don't, I don't know. I've never actually done improv, but yeah. I think that that, I think that that's, that's improv is yes. And that's improv, man. But sometimes it can be really funny if you just disagree with them too. That's also really funny. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know. Yes, but it's my show. <laughs> yes, but also what if we did it this totally other way? Yeah, that's yes, that's also really funny sometimes. I'm that's spe- like a very I'm spreading uh, the gospel of yes, but. Yes, but also no. For all you're for wrong all the, and this is what we're gonna do. For all the ass men out there. I'm spreading the gospel of yes, but. Are you an ass man? Uh, no comment. <laughs> no comment. Like, oh, okay. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't really like to discriminate. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't, he, I, I don't he, think, he, I don't think he, a sensible man would turn his nose up at some, at, at some good ass. Yeah, do you like feet? Uh, I don't get the feet thing. Like. I've had sure. I've had people explain yeah, no, neither, the yeah, science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, neither do I. The, yeah, neither do I for sure. <laughs> Good, because neither I me, am, me neither. Yeah, okay. I mean, like I I am so <laughs> clueless as to what even you're talking about. Wait, did you say feet? I don't there? even know what feet oh, are, my dude. Gosh. I don't even know what feet is. Well, I'm not an idiot. I know what a foot is. Okay. <laughs> I've had people like explain the science of it and I'm just they're like yeah the neural pathways are similar what of like feet like some of the and I'm just like shut up and I'm just like dude I even if that's true I don't I don't care I don't care it's fucking weird dude people are just crazy bro that's why I'm saying yeah people are crazy right can we just stop pretending that everything's good and normal I'm not saying you can't like feet I'm just saying it's weird if you yeah, like it, okay then do it. Weird. It's okay to be weird, but just know that you are in the minority. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like thinking Weezer's good. Yep. I'm just kidding. I actually, I, I like. I'm not actually a Weezer hater. I, I don't really care. <laughs> I'm not a Weezer lover, but I know like. Well, I, I I'm neither. I know like three of their songs. I what's that? What's that one really good one they had? Old older one. My biggest beef with Weezer is that no one seemed to give a shit about, uh, like none of the Zoomers gave a shit about uh, um, Africa until until Weezer covered it. And I'm like, oh really? I'm like, Reliant K covered this in like 2008, and that version slaps, and the original Toto version kicks ass. It always yeah, I has. think I've only ever actually listened to the Toto version. I think I think I know that Weezer covered it, but but what was there? What's Weezer's? What's like their big song? Like that, the old one. Damn if I know. Is it the Weezer? No, I'm literally looking them up because this is how I'm little gonna, I know oh, them. Okay. Well, I was gonna have to look it up after the podcast. So I'm glad that you're taking podcast the, time to do this. There's <laughs> there's there's Island in the Sun. Say it ain't no. so. Say it ain't so. That's the one that I was like. That one was on uh, Guitar Hero and or Rock Band. I can't. Was one of them. I'm really? almost certain. And I would jam out to that song. It might be Rock Band. Damn. Or it might be Guitar Hero. No, it has to be Rock Band because I think I sang along to it. And that was a Rock Band thing. Did you ever play Rock Band? I did. I pl- I had Guitar Hero th- 
I think I had Guitar Hero 2 and then Rock Band. Or no, I think I had Guitar Hero 1 and Rock Band 1, I believe. Um, yeah, I played I played the crap out of those games. It was really fun. Yeah. No, you know what's interesting is like how that... No, actually, that's not that interesting. Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna. I was like, I actually don't want to have a discussion about this right now. I'm gonna ruin you. Uh, sorry, everyone at home. I yeah. I decided I I don't know enough, nor do I care enough to dive into what I was about to say. So, do some meta commentary about how the music scene has changed. I literally don't care. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing and that's a- that I haven't done, and we haven't done, is even sure. mention the fact that that you. Like what? Do you, what? What? What is an Alex Delzer? What do you even do? You know what? So it's really funny. What when is I was in, Alex Delzer? When I was a sophomore in high school, my really good friend Adam Erickson, who at that time had really long, uh, dark black kind of straggly hair uh, that had turned green because I think he dyed it blue at one point, and I went up to him and I said, uh, and I would stutter, and I said, w- w- "What do you even do in your free time?" And man, did that offend him. <laughs> Uh, yes, because I just was so busy and he didn't do any extracurriculars. Yeah. So I just wanted to know. Just like, what do you do what with do all that do? time? What do you do? Yeah. And and he brings it up to this day. So that's amazing. He actually called me during this podcast and uh, you know what? No if way. I, I almost answered it. <laughs> it would have been amazing. I really almost surprise, answered it and put a it on speaker and said, guest. hey, you're on air. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're the third caller. That's actually never happened. I'm surprised that that's never happened. Oh, I should have done it then. Dang it! I should text him and tell me to call me back. It's it's over. I should you do that at some point. Bit. I should I should be like, and today we're gonna call so and so, and I just call one of just my friends. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, you're on the podcast. Like, hey. like, what do you mean? Like you're on the podcast. Uh, well, you know, uh, didn't have a guest lined up this week, so you're on the podcast. And then just have like a 50 minute conversation with them <laughs> on the speakerphone. Yeah, would actually be really would actually be really funny. I don't know how good it would be for the listening, but be, I do think it'd be a good bit. It'd be really funny, actually. Or you just or what would be really funny is you go on um, Omegle, yeah, and you just start having a podcast with random people. Like, on hey, Omegle. you're on the podcast. Hey, you're on the podcast, and then like just see if anyone is like game, and you might get a few wieners. Yep, but the it's a podcast, so it doesn't matter. Like literal wieners, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. It depends, like so, you don't even you don't even need to edit that, those moments out. They'll just hear nothing, or they'll hear like a little, you know, and then they'll and then yeah, <laughs> sick. I don't like how you can do that. So good. That would actually be really funny. You go on you go on a Megal just for hey, you're on a podcast. You know, it's a twelve year old boy, and he goes, He's like, oh. Do you like Fortnite? <laughs> <laughs> just find Sammy Sonic fans screaming. He sees he pants. sees your SM yeah he sees your SM7B in your headset and he goes, "Are you a YouTuber? <laughs> <laughs> Are you a YouTuber?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, I, I you asked a question about me and I never turned down an opportunity to talk about myself. Yeah, what uh, so, what do you what what are you up to these days? I mean, I know your free time. I know what yeah. you're up to these days, but for the sake of people listening who may not We're know to Annabelle as she listens to this later. Um <laughs> yeah, I do I do some music every now and then. Yeah, boy. Um and I'm in, in Minneapolis. I'm doing producing for people. Love to do the artist thing. Um as well, but not really stressing about that making me money. So I'd much rather have a career doing producing. And that's kind of it. Love music. I think it's great. Didn't know I loved music until I was like 18. So I had a little bit of a late start. Um, never thought I'd produce for myself until I finally did. And I was bad at it right away. And then I got less bad. Yeah, I just love it. 
I love music. I just loved writing songs. I loved songs. And so the fact that I could like, I fell in love with like the, the production aspect and, you know. That's that's honestly the something. Other stuff too, so. That's been so great to like, the, the the group of people that we're in with in, in Minneapolis, it's like so many people are like, they 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 sing and or they play. And a lot of times they'll also produce or they'll also, yeah. and they'll also write. It's like people are doing so much of the process. Like they're so uh, capable at all these different points yeah. in the process. And it's so nice to be in with a group like that because it was a, everybody it was is like thing. really good and really helpful <laughs> when you're just like, oh, hey, absolutely. I, I need some help or I want some feedback or you start collabing with people or like any of that. It's just like, everybody is kind of of the cut from the same cloth it feels like you know 100% no absolutely like 100% and I think that okay sorry I have been I've been hearing this weird like oh I finally <laughs> I've been hearing this like I thought it was like a weed whacker or like a leaf blower <laughs> okay but it was it was I thought it was outside but it was um my vent of air it got all the way closed Oh, <laughs> and it like it makes this weird like it's like rattling. No, like a it sounds like a leaf blower kind of far away. It's like I don't it's like that's exactly what it sounds like. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I remember when I first started, uh, um, you know, being around Annabelle, mm -hmm. and then she's like, "Yeah, I have this friend." She's talking about all of her friends, and they all produce music. And so I'm like, "Oh, so I guess I'm not special." <laughs> yeah. that, that honestly was kind of one of my like. When I was when I was starting, that was like one of my thoughts is like you look at everybody as not as a threat, but you look at people and then you're just like, oh, I have like, do I want to share this with people now that I know that there's other people doing it and they're probably better at it sure, than yeah. I am? And yeah. I don't know. When I when I first met Beck, man, I, I was super intimidated by Beck because he was like, he was already like up to his neck in in the producing and the songwriting thing when I met him. Sure. And I was like, well, all I have is that I I can like I can play my instrument. That was all I had, you know. Uh huh. And uh, but it's so much better to just like. I wish I would have just gone right into the conversation and just started learning from him and just like talking about hmm. it and geeking out and because I don't know that like that's the other route you can go is be like oh I might be I might be the least capable one in the room but dude like. That's like my favorite thing is being the least qualified person in the room and like trying to keep up because you just learn, yeah. you learn so much. You get so much better when like that's the case. I, I don't like, I don't like being, you know, and not that I ever, not that I'm ever really in scenarios where I'm like, oh, I'm the, you know, I'm the shit right now. Like, no, you're insane, bro. But don't, it's, don't, uh, yeah. But that's don't such a yourself. great feeling to be like, oh my God, I'm surrounded. Like, look at that person. That's so and so, and that's so and so, and like getting to like work with that type of environment is just insanely helpful. So it's yeah, so no, much better. That's to a great. Just, that's a great attitude to have for sure. Yeah, it's a hard one to have sometimes, but really, really, I don't know, helpful. Absolutely, it can be nerve wracking sometimes, but like again, it's like a it's like a thing you practice, and then yeah, you just get more comfortable with it, and then you start to get addicted to like the oh, this is fun, and like things are happening, and things are getting made, and so I'm gonna keep doing it. You know, yeah. it just no, kind sick. of overcomes it. But yeah, man. Uh, so people can find you on uh, all the things. 
at Alex Delzer, yeah. I'm assuming, just across the board. Yeah, it's Alex Delzer for like anywhere to like stream music. But then on my Instagram, it's like Delzer Alex. Right, right. So, yeah. No space. Delzer is D E L Z E R. And, uh, and Alex yeah. is the tough one. How do you spell that? Well, you see, there's a Y, but not where you'd expect it. <laughs> What's that? Have you seen that? What? You no, know, of course you haven't. It's from She-Hulk. Of course you haven't seen that. <laughs> um, it's A-L-E-X. <laughs> it's a Y, but not where you'd expect it. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's what it is. Or it's an it's a I, or I think it's Y. I think it's Madison with a Y, but not where... It's like something like there's two of something, <laughs> but not where you expect it. She says it every time. She's that is actually probably the best part of She-Hulk. She's great. It's <laughs> really funny. Her and Doctor Wong, like I think, watch The Sopranos together. Ooh, that's a show or, that I've been wanting to watch. Actually, I think it's that one. I've, I again, again, might be totally wrong. <laughs> Take everything I say with a grain of salt. I could be completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't know anything. This is no expert podcast. I'm probably going to go play some StarCraft 2 after this. What do you want? Yeah, baby. I just taught a bunch of freaking high schoolers today substitute teaching things. I tried to teach one of the high school classes how to this cool like trick you can do with your lanyard. And one of the high school girls literally scoffed at me. <laughs> that was so embarrassing. Like she was too she good for it? She scoffed at me. Yeah, she's like, Pff. Damn. She literally went, she literally went, Pff. The air left her lungs like, like that. Yeah, I was like, "What the frick, you?" Yeah, <laughs> and then I have to remember, just kick her in the face. She's a child, <laughs> and so I shouldn't be offended by her opinion. <laughs> but man, high schoolers know how to hurt you. They really do without without even trying. That's like a skill that they just like have. Yeah, well, it's there's something about like it's mean. Yeah, it it there's something about like once you're out of high school for a good number of years. Then you start to notice that like, oh shit, I'm actually becoming old now. And then- When you're not as quick, you're not in survival mode all the time. Yeah, they're like so on their like toes. Not, yeah, they're so practiced. They know exactly, they know exactly what it is. Yeah. And so it's just, it's, it's hard. It's hard to, luckily that doesn't happen to me too often. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I don't, like I don't, I don't know, I'm not try, I don't try very hard. Yeah. I'm not trying to, I don't need them to like me. So I'm not trying to like- but I just was trying to be like, hey, look, this, isn't this kind of cool? And she literally went, <laughs> dude, that stung, dude. It's like right when I was going to lunch, I like thought about that, like over until lunch. I got back from lunch. I'd be, yeah, like, it was like, I'd be like, well, whatever. At least I'm making money to be here. Sucks to be you. Yeah, but then I'm like, oh wait, I'm literally substitute teaching. That's nothing to brag about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, like, oh, sheesh. You know yeah, it's like, all right. It's like you have no, there's no, like, that's the thing. Like, you can't argue with a high schooler because, like, even if they're just wrong, you engaging in the conversation just, like, brings you at their level and then they've won. Right, right. They, if they it's get you to, like, if, you lower know. your statue, like, stature, yeah. then then that's, you're losing at that point. There's, like, a, a proverb where it's, like, be silent when fools speak or else, like, two people List, like watching you speak can't distinguish between the fool and the mm. person who's not the fool. Like if you just are, if you argue with the foolish person, you're foolish. Yeah, that's actually there's a there's like a a like a a paraphrasation of that basically that like I actually that was not the I have no idea what I like that I know the con the, the like, principle anyways, is there yeah 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 but the, there's a one of my one of my best friends he 
uh, he dropped the song. I think he's only said it to me once, but it's stuck in my brain as a like a thing that he says. Um, yeah. And one time I was saying something, and he's like, "I would agree with you, but then we would both be wrong." And I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> I was like, uh, "Take Ooh. the knife out of my back." <laughs> this is going crazy. Got me so good. Got me so good. Yeah, that's pretty. That is pretty nasty. <laughs> it's good though. Yeah, that's pretty solid. But, so how are you going to do this? Are you going to like edit? Like, are you long forming this whole thing? Are we Joe Roganing this thing? Are you like, going to cut this up? I think like, so. The best bits or yeah. Now's the part where we talk about DMT and uh, you know shrooms <laughs> and yeah and weed and we we will uh, we both smoke together and yeah. That's 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 this. Oh, part you haven't been? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been sipping a non-alcoholic beverage this whole time. Um, Dude, I wanted to grab water before we started, but then like we were starting, and so then I just didn't. Oh, oh. you should have. You should have been like, I'm gonna grab water. Yeah, there's a lot of things I should have done, Derek. But now I, <laughs> but now I don't have to edit that out. So thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm super pumped, man. Uh, I'm glad to have had you on this episode. It's a it's a pleasure, you know, man. You know what? You know what, Derek? Yeah, what? I'm glad to be here. Oh man. I'm glad I'm glad you got the opportunity to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy Neil Brown, he's in his like 30s. He always goes, Glad you got to see me today. <laughs> I'm like, all right, bro. Like, all right. It gets old, dude. Uh, we uh we 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 <laughs> we would talk on the phone. He was like the the leader we like our correspondent with crew or whatever and all of us just started to call him meal instead of neil <laughs> and it took him like three months to notice uh it was incredible that, that's hey meal hey meal yeah just hey meal <laughs> he never knew because it was almost always like on the phone so he just it's hard to you know yeah it's and not like one, would... one time my buddy matt anderson matt anderson if you're listening to this he screwed it up he went hey meal Oh. And then he goes, Did you just call me Meal? And he totally ruined it for everyone. Come on, Matt. I know. He's literally, actually, he's, he's very nice. Gotta he's, be more he's subtle than that. Matt. No, he seems like a real jerk. He's the worst. Everybody, uh, please go leave. Uh, we're going we're gonna to leave mean comments on all of Matt's things. <laughs> yeah, find him. I bet there's only three Matt Andersons. Here's his handle. <laughs> I'm putting it yeah, on just screen Google Matt right Anderson now. and see if you can. I bet here's if you a picture of him. Matt here's a picture of him. Here's his driver's license. Yeah. Do you have your passport? Do I? Yeah. Uh, I do. Yeah. I haven't used nice. it, but I have it. <laughs> you got a couple stamps on the passport. You think you need a new one? <laughs> what name the song? I don't know. <laughs> sounds what? Sounds John Bellion. I don't know. No, it's Jason Derulo. Oh, I don't know Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo. I don't you got it. That's a that is a Talk Dirty by Jason Derulo. Oh, I've I got. He says he says I got lipstick. Nope. Let lip me try that stip. again. Lipstick. Yeah, he he's got lipstick stamps on his passport. He thinks he needs a new one. That's what he says. I. I think I've listened to that song in its entirety once. Like I went out of my way to go listen to it because I was like, I don't think I know that the like the rest of the song. I just know the drop, you know, with the sax. To me. Yeah. With like the sax hook. I'm like that. Yeah. I'm like, that shit goes hard. I should listen to the rest of the song. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's the best part of the song. So Yeah, that was like at like every high school dance. Every order, single you know, one. Just every single one. I so, will say my my high school prom. 
uh, I went to prom twice, uh, 11th and 12th grade. And then yeah. when I went in 12th grade, I think that was the year, are they, no, we had it both years. Uh, so Get Lucky, I think was song of the year in 2013. Very good. Um, and that having that song great. play at prom was such a banger. It's so oh, yeah. freaking good. I had a Daft Punk. I think it was doing it right. I had that song drilled into my brain for the first half of the time I was taking the ACT. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out all of these so problems perfect. and all I had was doing it right. Everybody will be dancing and be feeling it right in my head over and over <laughs> again. Because I listened to it on the way there and I like don't know if it was the greatest mistake or the greatest success of my life. It could have been like a mnemonic tool. To help you. No, but it wasn't. It was just Daft Punk. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. I could have but yeah, did something useful with it, but it wasn't it wasn't it. Too bad. Too bad, man. Well, Derek, uh, thank you so much for for coming on the podcast. Um it's always a pleasure to talk yeah, it's to you. Yeah, a pleasure. You. Um, um I just yeah, anytime you want to come on my podcast again, just feel free. Dude, it was a great um, honor. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so anyways, guys, yeah, go make sure to follow me on all the platforms. Uh, yeah. Here's his Venmo. Here's my, yeah. Get, follow me on Cash App. Um, do you, so how do you feel about people having, sorry, we're going to, one last thing. How do you feel about people putting like their Venmos on their like Snapchat stories when it's their birthday? Um, or whatever, uh, you know, social media, like, you know, you know, you've seen people do that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and Maybe it's do you do that? Fine, sorry, let me ask you first. Do you do that? I, I've never done that. Okay, I did okay, it. Okay. I did put um, I did put my PayPal on like my artist page when quarantine hit because I noticed a lot of other artists were doing that. Sure, um, a little bit. It's like it, you know, it's like buy me a drink. That, it's my birthday. That's that's, that's the right. sort of thing. Yeah, right. That, a little bit different. The the putting it on your artist page is more of like a hey, if you want to support me as an artist, this is a like the best way to just do be, so. just in case you aren't struggling during a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> right. You right. can pay me to make music. It's like, Hey, we're all struggling, but I'm struggling more. But I make music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah no, Can't go it. without music. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the uh, nurse who's working like 70 hour weeks. is like, Oh, you're so right. <laughs> Damn. You right. Uh, I think it's fine. I, I, I wouldn't do it, but like, yeah, it's it's interesting. I wouldn't do it because I would feel weird doing it, but I don't mm -hmm. think I would feel weird giving like I wouldn't feel weird giving somebody else money to like buy a drink on your birthday. Oh, absolutely. Birthday. I, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't but either. I, but, but I would feel but I would feel weird if I put it up and be like, hey, here's yeah. my here's my cash app. Just because I'm <laughs> feeling know? spicy, I'm also gonna just, make it just for a birthday. I'm like I feel, feel like I have yeah. to have a reason to put it up if I'm going to, you know. Well, you're, and here's the thing. I'm feeling. I'm going to reiterate what I just said because I totally talked over. You know, I apologize. Classic yeah, example, better. everyone. Yeah, that yeah, was that yeah. was that was textbook of, um, listening to respond instead of listening to listen. So you can oh. use me in your textbooks. That I did that wrong. Damn. Do you accept my forgiveness, Derek? Or do you accept my apology? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you accept my forgiveness, Derek? Anyways, yeah, he forgives yes. me. We're good. So anyways, yeah, we're good. Uh, um, no, I'm just going to go around and say, yeah, I think it's whack. I think it's weird. Don't do that. And if you have a problem with that, come talk to me directly. That's right. I'll put my foot in the ground. This is going to be my, this is going to be my thing. I'm going to be the guy who doesn't like Venmo on, don't put it on your story. Like, here's the thing. Cause it's like, it's easy to put it on your story. Would you, 
Would you message me and say, hey, can you buy me a drink for my birthday? No, you wouldn't. That's silly. But they have the balls to put it on the, their socials. And I actually don't it's know true. if I if I stand this strong. Oh, I just hit my mic super hard. Let me let me rewind that so you can edit it out or not. Here, that'd be funny. I'll hit my mic. But oh nice. <laughs> um I don't actually stand on that super hard. I might not agree with that myself in 15 minutes, but just on <laughs> passing, I feel like if I had to give a just a definitive answer right now, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. The adrenaline's flowing right now, so so we yeah, may feel yeah. different in a little what else bit. What this is how we about? feel now. Yeah, I'm here. What else now. you want me to talk about? I got the energy. What else do yeah. you want me to give me a quick opinion about yes. that I might not ever totally not regret? Give me, all right. Give me one. And now the question you've all been waiting for. Yeah. We are going to find out. Does Alex Delzer <laughs> think yeah. women should vote? Oh, absolutely, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's the easy one. That's a quick one. Give me another one. E- give me a real. <laughs> that, was, that was a that was a real hardball though. You did you did make me think for a second. I'm like, should my mom vote? You uh, you know you thought for like you thought for like a split second and I could kind of tell I could kind of tell you thought you had to think about it. Well, I was thinking about my mom. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought should she vote? <laughs> you were thinking I, it wasn't women in general. It was just pe- like a specific person that you. Well, had you mind. can't. I can't do every. I don't know every woman, but I know my mom. That's true. And then true. I was basing every other woman off my mom. Yeah. 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 Your mom. Your mom is a nice lady. 